Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Reed. not just from our southern border that the illegal aliens are invading our country from Mexico into Texas. It's now from Canada into Bernie the Alta Caca. <laughs> the Alta Caca's Vermont. That's right, Bernie. Bernie, how come you're not out there with the Burlington Coats from the Burlington Coat Factory? Right, Bernie Sanders used to be mayor of Burlington, Vermont. That was his first elected office as a independent. Then he went on to become the independently elected congressman and then one of two U.S. Uh, senators, Patrick Leahy and Bernie the Altacaucus Sanders, which I think collectively are about 200 years old. But I thought for sure that Bernie the Altacaucus Sanders would be welcoming in a 850% surge of Mexican illegal aliens from Canada into Vermont. And he's not. He's got his summer house there right along Lake Champlain. He could house them there. But he's basically saying, continue on to New York, to New York, to New York. And I'm saying to him, I say, 850%. How did the Mexicans get from Mexico, bypass the United States, and end up first in Canada only to infiltrate and invade our country from the Canadian border. Do they hide away and stow away in ships that end up going to the port of Toronto or along the maritime provinces, Halifax, Newfoundland, Prince Edward Island? No. What they have is electronic travel authorization from uh, Mexico right to Canada because of NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Association. So you see... We trade in products, and now we trade in illegal aliens. And the moment those illegal Mexicans get into Canada, they're on their way to the Vermont border. Now, can you imagine this? Illegal crossings from Canada into the United States, especially into Vermont, continued at this incredible pace, 850% increase, even though there were sub-freezing temperatures all of last week. They caught our agents, U.S. border agents, 115 individuals from 12 countries, mostly Mexican illegals. And unfortunately, perilous weather has done nothing to deter this traffic. So everybody is screaming at uh, Twinkle Toes Trudeau in Ottawa and Canada, where the asylum rules and regulations are far more generous than they are in the United States. And the question is, why are the illegal aliens 
leaving Canada and coming into the United States? Well, I can tell you why. Because the welcome in the United States, especially in New York State, is so much greater than it is anywhere else in our country. Just listen to the schmuck to putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who tells you why we want illegal aliens coming in from our northern border and our southern border illegally. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Oh, however many undocumented, a.k.a. illegal aliens there are here or continue their invasion into here. The Schmachtabutz, Chuck E. Cheese, Schumer, and the Democrats, they want more. They want more illegal aliens now coming in from the northern border and our southern border because they know eventually they will reward the Democratic Party years from now. When they have a pathway to citizenship, they get a green card. By then, many of the municipalities will allow you to vote with a green card and a working visa as they tried in New York City. Oh, yeah, tried. Our city council passed the legislation. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was in favor of it. Thankfully, a coalition of Republicans from uh, Nicole Maliotakis to uh, veto uh, our borough president in Staten Island to uh, well, a number of others who came together, Langworthy, the state uh, chairman, and blocked it in court. But that doesn't mean it's dead on arrival. And that doesn't mean it won't happen in other municipalities. Already in Connecticut and Hartford, there's legislation to normalize illegal aliens throughout the state of Connecticut and allow them to vote as illegal aliens. Now, I know you're saying that'll never happen. Look, the Democrats are pushing for that. And why not? Because we are putting out the welcome mat for illegal aliens. Just just listen. Cardinal Dolan, who is ripping off taxpayers through Catholic charities. They get all the federal dollars. They wait at the borders and they actually will give petty cash to the illegal aliens and ask them where do they want to go. And the majority of them are saying, hey, put me on the Greyhound. I'll pound the hound to Nueva York. These just aren't cases. These just aren't uh, these just aren't problems. These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Of course the church has been there because now we see that even the surge of illegals coming across the border from Canada into Vermont and then down in New York City, a predominantly illegal Mexicans who were able to get into Canada because of electronic travel authorization that allow illegals to travically travel basically visa-free from Mexico to Canada as a result of NAFTA, North American Free Trade Association. And you say to yourself, well, of course, Dolan, you're getting money from the federal tax payers, putting it in a Catholic charities. It's costing $4 billion here in New York City, and the mass majority of these illegals are Catholics. So they're hoping they'll fill up the pews, the empty pews of the Roman Catholic churches on Sundays, 
eventually contribute to the church. They won't have to close parishes, parish schools, and the Roman Catholic Church will not end up just self-destructing because of a lack of anybody coming to church or contributing to the church. And think of this. Cardinal Dolan just closed 12 archdiocesan Catholic schools because of a lack of money. Now, in Ontario and Canada, the provincial government actually gives money to the parochial schools because they promote school choice. You want to go to a public school, you want to go to a parochial school, but at least the parochial schools in Ontario know they're going to be funded. Oh, we can't do it here. Ontario is a very liberal, progressive province in Canada. And then, of course, there's Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who promises to take better care of the illegal aliens than even our own homeless, our own emotionally disturbed, some of them, who have served in our military in wartime and peacetime. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. And in fact, now that uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has decided he's a holy roller, his future endeavors are he's going to be a televangelist. We'll get into that in the next block. Oh, my God. I was like, hearing him, I was like, I soiled myself. I wanted to take a hot shower. But here it is. He'll probably go to that uh, Quonset hut right in Red Hook, where the ocean line has come in, a thousand cots, single able-bodied Venezuelan men who are here illegally claiming they're seeking asylum when most are certainly not seeking asylum. And you know what? Maybe he'll lead them in prayer. Maybe he'll go over there and lead them in prayer because he's giving them everything, $4 billion, housing them. In the Holiday Inn, the tallest Holiday Inn in existence, now on Rector Street, $190 a night. And imagine, you're on the top floors of the Holiday Inn, right in the shadow of the New York Stock Exchange. You look out your window and you see, you see the Statue of Liberty. You see Ellis Island. You see Governor's Island. What a bird's eye view. Thank you, New York City taxpayers. Do you think they thank us? Of course not. They want more and more and more. And then if they're not satisfied, you know what Eric Adams, Swagger Man, does through his Department of Homeless Services? He says, I'll tell you what. We'll put you on a Greyhound at the Port Authority. The National Guard, sent by Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb, has tickets for you, Greyhound tickets. We'll send you up to Plattsburgh. And from Plattsburgh, it's 40 miles away to the border of Canada with Quebec. And you can make your way to Montreal. They'll arrest you there. They'll, they will tell you right on the spot. They'll arrest you. But the asylum benefits of Trudeau in Montreal and throughout Canada, from Vancouver to Halifax, from East Coast to West Coast, are even more generous than those that we sucker taxpayers have to uh, subsidize at the national, the state, and local level. And it was reported here first, remember, back on February 1st when I told you what the technology was. Oh, you're not happy outside of the Watson Hotel? We don't want you to compass squat there. It's embarrassing to the Eric Adams administration. So tell you what, 
We'll walk you down to the Port Authority. The National Guard have the uh, Greyhound tickets. We put you on a bus to Plattsburgh. Catholic Charities gives you petty cash from the sucker federal tax dollars. And then we lead you like uh, the shepherd would lead the flock <laughs> to the border with Quebec. And there the RCMP, uh, Dudley Do-Right, and his, the Royal Mounted Police warn you that you will be arrested for illegally entering Canada. And they tell you that, and you say, we know, arrest us. And the next thing you know, you're in Montreal. They put you up in five-star, top-shelf accommodations, and they give you even more crazy benefits. The Canadian citizens don't get who pay their taxes, who work, who put their kids through school. Likewise, here in the United States. So now all of a sudden, they're calling for an emergency summit meeting between Joe Biden, who is like uh, three times the age of mini-me Trudeau Jr. in Ottawa about the illegal alien crisis that's flooding into America, first from the southern border, Mexico, and now from our northern border, Oh, Canada. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Oh, happy day. Trying to figure this out, ladies and gentlemen. Anything uh, to distract. This is what politicians do. That's why you hear the very start of every program that I do. Here's Curtis Lee, a politician who says, trust no politician because they lie. They do the DID syndrome. Deny, ignore, delay doing anything. And then they distract, distract, distract. So on a day in which the city is slipping further and further into the abyss, and there are articles now, a year and a third into the mayoralty of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan as to whether the city will ever recover and get back to where it was before the lockdown of March of 2020. What did Eric Adams decide to speak out about yesterday before a religious gathering, a breakfast? It's got to be a little confusing because you had Catholics there, Jews, Protestants, Muslims, Evangelicals, Hindus, Mormons, probably taking a break from knocking on doors to do their conversion. And, of course, Jehovah Witnesses standing out there between Grand Central and Times Square on the shuttle tunnel 
trying to offer you the watchtower, right? They're all into the religion, uh, the business of religion. And yet somehow, some way, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, with no answers to these growing problems, especially in the school system run by his chancellor banks of the DOE, dumbest organization ever, now wasting $36 billion of our tax dollars out of a $104 billion total budget. He decided that the answer to all of our problems, socially, morally, educationally, is prayer in school. Forget about separation of church and state. Forget about Thomas Jefferson, who who wrote that as the key principle of our founding fathers. Oh, that's right. Why should he listen to uh, Thomas Jefferson? They took the statue out of the chambers of city council, right? Well, anyway, let's listen to the Holy Roller, a future televangelist, Eric Adams, sinner who has now seen the light. Don't tell me about no separation of church and state. State is the body. Church is the heart. You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. I can't separate my belief because I'm an elected official. When I walk, I walk with God. When I talk, I talk with God. When I put policies in place, I put them in with a God-like approach to them. Eric, uh, at night when you go to the Club Zero Bond, uh, where whatever happens in the Club Zero Bond stays in the Club uh, Zero Bond. Decadent, debaucherous activity. God is told at the door he can't follow you, Eric. He can't follow you. But then he blames everything uh, on when we took prayer out of the schools. When we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools. When we took prayer out of school, guns came into schools. So you think that if everybody started the day with a prayer, that they wouldn't be carrying guns in? Now, let me see. Hold on. What about Latin kings when they say, Amos de Rey, Amos de Rey, right? Oh, come on, get out of here. Such nonsense. You don't even have kids doing the national anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance. How the hell are the teachers going to get their attention? In homeroom, they have, they have no control of a classroom, and the teachers themselves are not going to do the prayer. So, again, distraction. You cannot change the anatomy of your spirit because of the perfume or the suit or the tie you are on. If you have a spiritual ugliness, it will show itself from the inside out. And there may be some physically attractive people, but they are emotionally ugly. And you feel their ugliness every day and mean and nasty. Holy hallelujah. Oh, my God, he's found God. But wait a second. Recently at a press conference, he saw a hottie passing by. Oh, my God. You you thought the guy was going to have premature ejaculation. I, I would tell you I met a shorty there, but I can't say that on TV. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do as I say, but not as I do, like so many reverends, like so many men of the cloth. <laughs> and then uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, compares going to church like going to the gym, something he and his very good friend uh, Sid Rosenberg do on a regular basis. No, they don't go to church, and and Sid doesn't go to shul, but they they both go to gym. You know, when I was growing up in South Jamaica, Queens, <clears throat> 
I was learning how to box, and uh, every time I would get in the ring, uh, I would lose the fight. And my trainer will say, Eric, the problem is you leave your best fight in the gym, and you're supposed to take it into the ring with you. And that is what has happened to many of us. The synagogue is the gym. The church is the gym. The Sikh temple is the gym. The mosque is the gym. You are there for training. You're not there to leave your best worship in the gym. What a ridiculous analogy. First off, I was actually with his brother Bernard, believe it or not, last night. We had quite the conversation. We're at a a location in which he uh, was uh, entertaining uh, his party and I was entertaining uh, ours. So we talked for about a good uh, five to ten minutes. He's uh, now living in Canarsie. All roads lead to Canarsie. I was telling him you could use my uh, rat czar methods there right near Spring Creek. Anyway, we're having a great time. Uh, But I I, I should have asked his brother right then and there. I said, your brother Eric Adams going to the gym at the old PAL and banging around because he said he always lost. He always lost because he was soft. That's what happens. You get in the gym, you realize it's not for you. They bang you around with the Everlast gloves and you decide, man, this ain't for me. But anyway, he uh, <laughs> he had a, a sponge analys- uh, analogy. This was the weirdest thing because he's trying to be an influencer. He's talking about a sponge. Before, and I want to just say it again because I just love this analogy. Sponge. Some of you have heard it, but I want everyone to hear it. <laughs> Rushing out of my door, knocking over a glass of water, I took the sponge and wiped up the countertop. And what happens when you feel the liquid in the sponge? It's saturated. In order to get that saturation out, you have to do what? You got to wring it out. This will go great with a younger generation because it segues right into... SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh! Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? SpongeBob SquarePants! If not a nonsense, be something you wish. SpongeBob SquarePants! Then drop on the deck and flop like a fish. You know, as a father of three boys, every time I had to watch that cartoon, I said, this wasn't made for the kids. Whoever made this was in a drug-induced psychosis, bad acid trip. But I guess uh, Eric Adams wants to be an influencer as well as a holy roller. Well, here he goes with his sponge analogy again. We are saturated with so much despair. Every day, all day. You can't pick up a paper without someone reminding you of the negative parts of our lives. You meet people every day and all they're doing is telling you what's wrong with you. All they're doing is telling you, 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 you no longer look this way. You no longer talk this way. 
how bad you are. Listen to the negative sounds everywhere you go. Today is the day we got to ring it out. You got to ring it out. Wait a second, ring it out. Boy, this would be perfect, you know, as a replacement for Al Slim Shady Sharpton on Saturdays at the National Action Network uh, church front storefront location on 145th. You could use this same analogy, the sponge analogy. You're not going to be able to receive the purifications of God's blessing if you keep your sponge saturated. Some of our souls are so saturated with despair and harm and pain. Today I'm saying to you, ring it out. Ring it out. Remember you go to those uh, street fairs and there'd always be a guy there with one of those those, uh, mops. You know, the quickie butterfly sponge uh, floor wet uh, mop or the automatic sponge mop. And then it would just basically wring it out on its own. And they'd always try to be hawking that. That'd be a perfect side hustle for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Or maybe he can challenge the televangelists and the holy rollers who are out there now and about ripping off their parishioners for every nickel, dime and penny they have in order for them to send in their money to that holy roller so they can get a prayer cloth. See, that's how I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. Come on. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John knit. Y'all can't afford it, no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deacon it's not with respect and won't. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. Yeah, that's when Eric Adams is fundraising, getting wine down the pocket line. Because remember, just like a televangelist. This is what Eric Adams has always said. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Show me the money. Yep. Amen. Show me the money. Yes. That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. All about in God we trust. That's all you care about. And then finally, he wants to discard all social networking. We, we, we become so hip, so cool, so Instagram-ish, so Facebook-ish, so Twitter-ish, that we have tick our way out of the humanity that we've always known. Keep your hands off my TikTok. If you'd like to see my TikTok, it blows up. By the way, here's a guy who says, get rid of the social networking, and look at him. He's got a Twitter feed. He's got the Facebook feed. He's got the TikTok feed. He's always feeding the beast. Again, typical politician. Don't trust any politician. It's do as I say, but not as I do. Imagine a prayer before the beginning of the school day is going to somehow remedy and no longer allow for the blackboard jungle that exists in our public school systems throughout the five boroughs. It's the Rip and Read. Talking about featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Spectacular!
curriculum. Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy! Sure, it's the same old shillelagh before the birthday. Oh, I'm Irish. I come from Calabria, Ireland. No, I got my revenge. Every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.05. You never know what's going to happen when I'm on the show, but I hung around. And then when Sid was too busy in the bathroom uh, staring at himself in the mirror, which he does almost every minute in between segments, I jumped his hood. And I jumped on when Peter King was on at 8.40, and unbeknownst to Sid, I began the interview, and boy, did it get contentious. Italian restaurant, Sid Rosenberg has had to step out momentarily. On the line, we have Congressman Peter King, who did a post that's gone viral on me, millions and millions of hits all over the world, in which you depict me, Congressman, as a spaghetti bender. Uh, and it wasn't at an Italian restaurant out there with bugaboo eyes singing that song. Why are you calling me a spaghetti bender, Congressman Peter King? Well, I'll tell you, Sid, I, um, Sid my God, Sid, Curtis, you guys, I, I don't know who's worse. You know, I'm stuck with you. Curtis, here's the story. <laughs> what, what bothers me is that, I mean, I'm in and out there. I work. I do what I have to do. Whenever I go into the studio, you're there. I mean, that's John Cassavetes. He's a billionaire. He'd be a multi-billionaire if he charged you a rent. All the time you see there, morning, noon, and night, you're eating, you're doing everything. You're taking up space. And what are you doing there? You're plotting against good Americans like me and Bo Deedle. It's, uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's, uh, and I'm so glad that John is putting all these people on on Sunday and Saturday, squeeze you out, send you back to Canarsie. Maybe you can get your GED from Brooklyn Prep. You know, you're nothing but a tinker, oh, Peter God. King. You're nothing but oh, a tinker. How oh, dare you call me a spaghetti bender? <laughs> Thank you, Curtis. That's a slur against Thank Italian you. Americans. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was great. I, I, well, he'd be a multi-billionaire if he actually charged you rent. Uh, he slurred me, Peter King, called me a spaghetti bender, that tinker. The war continues. But then again, here was Sid being confronted finally by Noam Layden, who grew a pair, because it was Sid Rosenberg who had Noam Layden fired at the old WABC. You blame me for firing you. Right. You said that I went to Craig Schwab and said, bring in Juliet Huddy and get rid of uh, Noam Layden. Who told you that? What's that? Who told you that I said that? Uh, a couple of people in the business. Really? Okay. Yeah, in- including a couple of you, are quote-unquote, friends at WOR. That's right, W.O.R., at the book signing of John Katsimatidis at Barnes & Nobles. Mark Simone was there, oh, <laughs> just licking his chops like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird, as he would say, yo, man, I lead in the ratings from 10 to 12, and then he was giving us all the dirt about Gnome Laden. And it continued. Let's finally end this right now. Right. Here we go. Were you angry? Because I'll admit it had something to do with you getting fired, yes. Well, you know, I, I heard the story that you were at an Italian restaurant. They asked you if you wanted to be gone, and you were like, yeah, if you're paying the bill, you can get rid of him. But, you know, that lunch, just so you know, and I hate to do this because he's dead, he can't defend himself, but right. I love him, and he would agree. I wasn't alone that lunch. It was me and Bernie. Right. Right. All right. So another Italian uh, restaurant, another Italian meal. It was only Bernard McGurk daily departed. And Sid Rosenberg with the program director, Craig Schwab, 
The issue was to fire Noam Laden or not to fire Noam Laden. That was the question. And Bernie was very enthusiastic about getting rid of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, he blames it on the dead guy. It wasn't Bernard McGurk. I know that. It was Sid Rosenberg who wanted Noam Laden out. And he got his wish. And then Jet said Juliet joined him to do the news in the morning. But it was... It was Sid Rosenberg and Noam Laden. Now, all of a sudden, he rolls over. He forgives. Oh, and he forgets. Oh, and I know I I bum-rushed into Craig Schwab's office, and I said, hey, let me tell you something. You got to keep Noam Laden. How quickly he forgets. And then, of course, there are the two butt buddies, I call them, Frank Morano and Sid Rosenberg. All they can do is talk about ratings, ratings, ratings. Now, look, we are number one. We're both proud to be number one and both grateful to you the listeners for making us number one now notice he's saying we are number one so he's talking sid and himself and then he gets into the cult of frank morano where it's all about him i'm proud to be number one i'm proud to be number one i'm proud to be number one i'm proud to be now shut up you're not number one i beat you in the other side of midnight I'm right behind Sid Rosenberg, and I'm gaining on Sid. Hey, here's Frank trying to muscle me out. And then the newest kid on the block trying to muscle me out as they put him on the weekend schedule as they're going to muscle me out of three hours of all the broadcasting I do on the weekends, always broadcasting, Curtis, WABC, Andrew Traditor Giuliani. Rocky three, Club Alango. We're done. It was a great show today. Andrew, great as always. Thank you. Now, when do you start your Sunday show? You don't know yet? Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. But soon. It will be soon. They did say coming soon in today's right. New York Post, page 20. It says coming soon. Just like we're coming for more Curtis hours. I got a lot of mo, Curtis. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of mo. Uh, yeah, bring it, bring it on, all of you at WABC. Bring it on.